Once again, here is your host, Tim Healy. Well, hello and welcome back to The Profit Express. I'm Tim Healy. Thank you for listening today. You can follow me in the show on Twitter at Radio Tim Healy and uh, Facebook as well, The Profit Express page. And today we have a, a local success story, which I love to feature on The Profit Express, okay? And it is a gentleman, Cliff Morgan. He is the founder of Gamma Labs and their top product, G Fuel, which... Um, if, uh, focuses and serves the gaming market. So if you're just tuning in, uh, if your brand is flat, if you're looking to you know revive your brand, to breathe some new life into your brand, or you're looking for new marketing strategies, or how to really figure out how to figure out actually doing social media, uh, today's guest, Cliff, checks off all of the boxes. And that's why I'm having him in here today. And again, Cliff, thanks so much for sharing some time with us today. No problem. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. Now, listen, Listen, social media, all business owners, I I can't say all, a lot of business owners are on it, okay? Whether it's the LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch is, I was really didn't know much about it either. That's a new streaming platform, okay, which is a lot of your success is is kind of tied to that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you've done a very good job at building up a substantial following on social media. And everybody would love that, right? Okay. Hard to do. So give us some of your your, your approaches and your strategies and how did you create that success and that following in the community? So I think there's a couple of different things. I mean, first of all, it's it's a constantly moving landscape. Mm -hmm. So things that worked last week, last month, last year are definitely not going to work now. Um, I remember... (laughs) It's it's so dynamic. uh, When Facebook was becoming a thing that we were really focusing on for Instagram, um, we... Uh, there was a in the New York had that Powerball lottery that was like a billion dollars. Right, right. So on the way to work, I think I bought whatever twenty dollars or fifty dollars worth of lotto tickets, <laughs> posted it up on our corporate Facebook, and said everybody that shares and likes the post uh, and follows us on Facebook, if we win, we're all splitting the money. And we picked up many, many, many thousands of followers. Really? Many thousands. I might may have been over 10,000. Uh, From that little one? Right. But we tried it again about 11 months later, and we lost followers and got negative pushback. And that was, you know, same idea, same platform, less than a year later. So wow. it doesn't always work. Uh, and then ultimately, you have a bunch of fake followers that kind of you need to filter out. So sometimes you get a false sense of security with the followers. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you need a feel for it. Um, I mean, ultimately, what I tell other business owners is that all these different platforms are like an empty balloon, and everybody can have one. And every time (laughs) you post on Instagram or Facebook or you make a video, it's all breaths into the balloon. And you don't know which one in advance. If there was a real science that would tell you, oh, if I do this and I spend $8,000, I'm going to have a video that gets X number of views or goes viral, that would be great, but that doesn't exist. Right. So it's it's a little luck. It's a little everything. And uh, it's not always about the money. And definitely money can't leapfrog time. So you need credibility and it takes time and persistence. But it's constant breaths into the balloon that eventually make it keep it going. And if you stop puffing into it, it's going to sink. Right. A slow death. So, so you try this, uh, the Powerball billion dollar lotto, you say, Hey, you post it on there. Anybody who likes this, follows us. We all share in the winnings, huge success. You try it 11 months later and it actually backfires. Right. See, to me, that's so interesting because the, the, the marketing strategies of companies today, 
you know, it's like you just can't create, I'll, I'll create a marketing plan and, you know, we'll look at it again, you know, a year from now or two years from now. I mean, like, as you say, it's always evolving, you know, it'll work, you know, last week won't work the next week. Let me talk about, because I don't know, I mean, you're one of the first companies I've had on the show. And again, you listen to the Profit Express. I'm Tim Healy. Today's guest is Cliff Morgan. Uh, he's one of Long Island's makers and shakers, and he is the um, CEO of Gamma Labs. And we're talking about the new product. I'm sorry, not new product, but one of the key products, G Fuel. The gaming community, the gaming market, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, it's growing leaps and bounds, Okay worldwide here in the US how do you you know as as somebody who has a product that you know you're marketing to them you have to understand them so how would you describe them as a community as as a as a demographic if you will um that's interesting i, I don't know uh wow i usually don't get stumped with questions i mean I, I would say that it's not age or gender specific that they share a common interest or a passion and that that universe is far exceeds what most people thought it was in terms of size but mm. yet as big as it is it's still a tight enough knit community where you don't want to be on the wrong end of gossip you can go from in favor to out of favor very quickly um you know we look at twitter uh as almost like a never-ending text message like a group text <laughs> that people are constantly <laughs> right. feeding into right. each platform has different age demographics that skew one way or skew the other so um you know, there's no there's, there's no fairy dust and magic rules to doing it. It's just kind of when you're in the space and you get a feel for the different platforms and what's trending, um, and you need to legitimately engage with the fans. So it's not just about having someone with a big following hang out a flag that has your brand on it. It's about having them integrate that brand into their lifestyle and then actually engaging with their fans about your brand. So it's, re it's really kind of ex an experience that you need to create, like a genuine experience that they're a part of and that they enjoy. For sure. Otherwise, it goes back to the other example where the Super Bowl quarterback drives out onto the field and, you know, a Ford Focus, whatever it is. And, <laughs> right. you know, that they're paying him not because that's the car he drove to win the ring. But right. so that you need the authentic integration. And early on, we were one of the fewer companies that was advertising in social media. But now everybody uses influencer marketing. Sure. So it needs to be a genuine message that people are getting across. Otherwise, it gets lost in the noise. And I want to talk about influencer marketing just a second. But you said something when I asked you about the target market. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, males 18 to 34. What you're saying is it's kind of mixed, but they have a common passion. And that's what kind of, you know, unites them all, if you will. Yes. And that's, if I'm getting this right, because this is part, of, this is what's powerful about our conversation today. It's understanding what, what unites them and then kind of, you know, driving you to that experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Influencer marketing. You tried it with the MMA. You figured, hey, heavyweight champ of, of the MMA at the time, on the surface, made great sense. Certainly somebody who's an influencer in that world. Now you're in the gaming market. Things are much different. Um, you know, the, these people are, you know, a lot of the people that you're tapping into are, you know, you know YouTube celebrities, if I'm, if I'm getting that right. Okay. So how do you incorporate influencers? How does that work in your world? So... Um 
many of the we're not looking for necessarily straight out commercial style endorsements mm -hmm. we want uh, most of the people in the space whether they're youtubers or gamers they use our product daily mm -hmm. so before we even get to a point where we're negotiating with anyone for fees mm -hmm. uh, or endorsement we want to know that they really like our product we have 24 flavors nothing we make contains sugar um, but you know it, it, there's different things for different people and it's not for everybody right so if they really like our product it's all about them using it and just making sure that it appears frequently enough in whatever they're doing in life. That's why you can't really fake it because if they have to one t once a month or three times a month do something very specific, it comes across that way. But if they're actually at gaming events competing and they don't compete unless they're drinking G Fuel or when they're going to these events, we make garments for them, hats, t-shirts, whatever. Sure. So we want to be incorporated into their daily lives every day and they don't have to post it every day. But if we're part of their daily routine, then we will appear frequently enough as they post their daily routine because they're all influencers. For people that are streaming, mm -hmm. um, you know, simply just having a, they're sitting at a desk for four hours, 10 hours, they're, they're drinking something, right? right? So simply having the G Fuel cup and making their G Fuel on stream and not even talking about it. Maybe when the fan says, oh, I see you're making G Fuel, what flavor is that? What's your favorite flavor? Then they should be engaging and saying, oh, you know, I just bought the new Raging Gummy Fish, Do you, you know, and um, that authentic integration is what we're looking for. And, and you can't fake that. Correct. Because people will spot that and sniff that out pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Twitch, let's, let's talk about that. Because, again, I know it's been around for a few years. I was relatively unaware of it. I got I to be honest, okay. Um, it's a platform where it was, it was basically started by gamers streaming and watching one another, correct? And, and then how do you use it? Yeah, so it's it's been around since 2011, and it was founded by a guy named Justin. So it used to be called Justin.tv. And then about two years ago, uh, Amazon, uh, which is obviously monstrous and everywhere. Uh, yeah, exactly. They bought Twitch for a billion dollars. So you have to figure they saw something of value several years ago. Wait, it's Twitch started in 2011, and Amazon bought it for a billion when? Two years ago. So that was two years, five, five Maybe years. Maybe three years ago by now. So four or five years, whatever, boom, Justin right, so sells it for a billion. It started out as a way where other people could watch people playing video games. So the entire platform was started within the gaming community. And what's happening now is it's expanding to, you know, uh, fitness, cooking and art and uh, graphic editing and things like that. But for the most part, um, up to, I think, two million people a day are, are watching Twitch. I'm sorry, 15 million people a day. Two million people a month are broadcasting on Twitch. Okay. But 15 million people a day go on Twitch to look at those broadcasts, which is still relatively small considering, I think Facebook said their user numbers are down and they're at like 150 million a day. Right. So right. Here's, you got 15 million um, and there's probably, you know, 20 million people this year that'll be using Twitch for the first time. And it was originally just on the gaming platform. Correct. It got successful. It grew. It's like, okay, let's do with the arts and crafts. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah, still predominantly mostly gaming today. Right. But it's, it's starting to expand really and, you know, exponentially. And it, it's <laughs> going to be difficult for gaming to increase at the same percentage now. What do you think that means for uh, YouTube? I think YouTube is the black and white Betamax rerun oh! of what was going on when we were going really? we were growing up. Wow. Um, I, I would challenge you to find somebody that's 15 years or younger that actually watches what you would consider a television network at this point. Most True. Yeah, kids yeah. that have 
tele a television in their room won't have a cable box connected to it. They use the HDMI cord and plug it into their laptop or their Xbox. They're just PS4, using a screen, yeah, but yeah. They're not watching television anymore. And most of the mediums, you know, so over 70% of all content right now online is video. And yeah. by 2020, it'll be 80%. I read that, yeah. And uh, today's audience wants to know what's happening right now or they want to see it live or what just happened. That's why, you know, Instagram story and Snapchat, which are all short lived, they're very popular. So Amazing. YouTube is, is stuff that's been edited and not all good YouTubers become good streamers because they don't have an opportunity to edit them and set them to music uh, and do all the other things. So it's, it's, it's legitimately live. You created a, a, a really great amount of success in a relatively short period of time. Fortunately, you guys saw the gaming market in, in 2012 with the Call of Duty and handing out samples, which is, which is great on your part. If yeah, you know, you're looking back and you're, you're still, again, a relatively new company, young company, I should say. Um, can you pinpoint, is it one, is it two, is it three things that are most influential on your success so far? Uh, well, I think I have an expression that it takes about 10 years before karma comes back around full circle. <laughs> so I think only need, 10 years, right? You need to be nice to everyone. And usually it comes back around when you don't necessarily need to be the benefactor. It's when you, you're really stretched on money and all those other things where you could really use a break. It's typically when you don't actually get one. <laughs> right, um, right. But, you know, we try to make it where everybody that does business with us enjoys the experience. Uh, so they, you, we feel like we need our, our, partners that we do business with and we need our customers to root for the brand's success. Like, you know, let's face it, we are against billion dollar companies, yeah. Coke, Pepsi, Red Bull, Monster. Um, so fans uh, have an affinity for our products unlike anything I've ever seen with any of those other brands and it's because they feel closely attached to us. On Twitter, kids collect our shaker cups. When we drop a new shaker cup, it's like when Nike drops a new shoe. We come out with almost like a shaker cup a week at this point. Um, when we drop a new flavor, uh, people are waiting for them and um, and they collect them. So they, if you look on Twitter, people like have no kidding. Fuel Tower. Really? They build towers in their room. Just out of your collector cups. Right. And now I see that recently, over the last two weeks, since we have so many flavors and new cups, they're expanding their shelves into G Fuel cabinets with <laughs> lights. And, you know, I have never seen anyone collect, you know, empty, empty cans of Pepsi before. Unless they were looking for a recycling place and they were going to get a nickel a can. Um, so that kind of affinity and, and, and genuine love for our brand is significantly separates us from other companies. And this is the Profit Express. Today's guest, Cliff Morgan, the founder of Gamma Labs, talking about their drink G Fuel, uh, which is serving and doing a great job servicing the gaming market. Now you, you brought up something that obviously a lot of people are thinking about. You guys are up against the Goliaths, you know, the, the Red Bulls and the Pepsis. You know, they obviously have different budgets than you guys have. They've been doing it longer, okay, their distribution, their name and all that. What are the advantages that, you know, 
you would have, you know, the David and the David and Goliath over, you know, a Red Bull, for example. And how do you how do you take advantage of that? Well, so one of the things you said before is that as a small company, you could be nimble. That was your words, right. but yes. I, I say that as well. Yeah. So uh, the ability to be nimble and quick when something is, you know, just take as a simple, you know, YouTube's had lots of trending videos over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you don't want to be the last one that comes out with a trending video. <laughs> um, so we, we do everything in-house. We create all our own content. So being able to be nimble, quick, make decisions uh, without dragging them through a bunch of bureaucratic nonsense. Layers and yeah. yeah. That, that helps us. The other really important thing is that uh, when a lot of these billion dollar beverage companies, uh, they have a percentage of their revenues that they use for a marketing spend and ad spend. Mm. And the people that are spending that money ultimately and signing those endorsement deals aren't necessarily accountable or held to some kind of return on investment for the money they're spending. Good point. So um, we use that to our advantage. We know when we're competing against some of these bigger companies to bid for a space, and we're not always even interested. Sometimes we're just interested in seeing how much of their percentage of their budget they're going to go <laughs> so they can prevent G Fuel from getting what they think might be good space. So um, we use everything that we can to our advantage because at the end of the day, we don't have uh, the endless deep pockets that sure, we do. Sure. So we need to work smarter. And so far, so good. You know, and, and I know there's a lot of business owners out there. You know, you're listening. You know, you want to reinvent your brand. You're looking to better tap into social media and, and marketing strategies. And you brought up something that's very powerful. When you work for, you know, the Pepsi or the Red Bull and you're in their marketing department and you're saying, okay, let's, let's put a million dollars on this athlete. There isn't that connection that the entrepreneur has. You know, when you're writing that check and you're making that decision, I think that decision is made entirely differently. For sure. Yeah. I, and I think that all the way up to um, be participating and being, well, our company is still small enough where, um, I can, I can legitimately personally have an effect on our customers, on the way they feel their attraction to the business right. because I mingle with them, because I'm accessible. I'm accessible through Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I've been in other celebrity YouTube videos. So I'm very much a part of the business and we're like a legitimate thing that people can put their finger on and say, oh, I, I feel like I'm, uh, this guy is posting their social media or these guys have been working on this cup. They feel attached to our brand and uh, being accessible to our fans uh, and also, I think it's interesting that most of my employees refer to our customers as fans. We don't always refer to them as customers um, because they are fans of our brand. It, it, it just sounds a whole lot more intimate that way, yeah. you know, than customer. Yeah, yeah. It's been a great conversation. I, I thank you for coming in. Um, it's great to have a company like yours, by the way, on Long Island. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Long Island success story, and you're certainly one of them. Uh, you and all your folks over there, of course, at uh, Gamma O. Last question for you. If you had a do-over, a mulligan, what would it be? Um, in 2008, so I've had an affinity for top-ticking up-and-coming businesses. Uh, the UFC, gaming, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and the World Series of Poker. And in 2008 and 2009, we spent about a half a million bucks to sponsor the World Series of Poker mm. uh, because it had a growing spectator audience. Uh, and I was right on the industry growing and right on the viewership 
uh, but none of those people care about being healthy. They would rather, you know, gamble for 18 hours and then run to another room and stick a jelly donut in their mouth at the same time. Uh, so, uh, right audience, they could have used our products. And sure. It would have been beneficial for them. Well, the alertness and everything, products. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we signed a two-year deal with them. Uh, that was very expensive back then as well. Half a million, sure. Yeah. Um, and it just, it was a waste of money. Okay. All right, um, so a learning experience, but hey, you're, you, again, you guys are on the other side uh, looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, um, I think I have a pretty expensive education, I like to tell my partners, uh, in the world of social media and consumer brands. Uh, but yeah, it's only been, uh, we're October will be 14 years, so um, I think a, a fast learner, slow learner, whatever, I think I'm getting it, though. Right, awesome. Thanks so much for being on board today. Thank you so much for having me, man. You I really appreciate it. it. My pleasure. Again, that was Cliff Morgan. Founder of Gamma O and G Fuel. Real quick, what's, what's the website? So it's gfuel.com. So we started as Gamma Labs. Originally had a product called Gamma O, which we still have. That's our testosterone booster. It's an all-natural testosterone booster, mm -hmm. but it's less than 1% of our business. So, right. you know, most of our business is selling G Fuel. G Fuel, right. And our website's gfuel.com. We have an app, uh, both iOS and Android, just called G Fuel. And you have a channel on Twitch as far as the whole following the game. We didn't, couldn't even get to that. I mean, you, you got to come back. There's a lot more to talk about. Yeah, so G Fuel Energy are most of the channel so uh, g fuel energy on twitter on instagram youtube and twitch awesome cliff thank you so much